What's going on guys? Seth here for Tasty Loot Gaming doing a TLG Reacts. That's right, a TLG Reacts. Uh, typically we would be doing Tasty Cast today, but Chevy's on vacation. He's in Hawaii. We were going to try and get uh, him on, uh, you know, on his phone, doing what Chris does and getting that all organized. We didn't do it. So that will happen later. Hopefully we'll get that all organized. But, um, but things are a little weird this week. So uh, instead of doing a Tasty Cast, because I feel like Taste cast is better suited for multiple people. I'm going to do a TLG reacts. Uh, quick reminder uh, to play Destiny 2 and God of War 3. Both offer for free on PlayStation Plus. Make sure to play those. Come back at the end of the month, which is coming up very quickly. Uh, for Plus Club, let us know what you thought of those games. We'll let you know what we thought of them. And uh, our game of the month is Deep Rock Galactic. I know Chevy got to play that before he left. Chris has played it. I have played it a shitload, but I have not played it this month. So I'm going to have to fucking uh, make sure to do that. Um... Yeah, and uh, we are on uh, podcast platforms, Spotify, iTunes, other podcast platforms. If you want to listen to us instead of watching us, make sure to do that. And if you're watching or listening to us and uh, you want to watch us, come to YouTube at Tasty Loot Gaming and uh, check us out. And we are also on Discord, link down below if you'd like to talk to us anytime, all the time. Uh, yeah, so TLG Reacts, I have four videos that came out of TGS that I'm going to watch, uh, which are... Devil May Cry 5, uh, Project Judge, Project Awakening, a lot of projects, and uh, Death Stranding, probably also another project, and uh, 79 Amazing Little Details in Red Dead Redemption 2. Now, I'm sure a lot of you people uh, watching have already read these uh, notes, but I'm going to go through them, give you my impressions, and maybe uh, you guys can let me know what you think of them in the comments or correct something that I might get wrong uh, because there's 79 of these things. I'm probably going to try and go through them uh, quickly because that's a lot. So yeah, let's get started. First thing uh, is 79 amazing little details. Uh, people uh, behind closed doors were able to watch, I think, about two hours of Red Dead Redemption 2 played, and a lot was found out. So originally, I remember this was uh, released as leaks, but everyone is talking about it as if it's facts, so I think it's just true now. Um, especially IGN saying that this is just true. So uh, let's just jump into it. Uh, number one is Arthur's facial hair grows in the game's real time. Uh, and his options uh, when styling it depend on how long it's gotten, just like facial hair in real life, which is fucking amazing. Uh, some games have dabbled a bit in um, aging. Uh, a lot of games have dabbled in the ability to be able to change the length of hair. But to see a game that's going to have that actively change over time is amazing. Uh, I'm a big tech nerd, so like just the idea of having that happen passively is fucking awesome also adds to immersion which really gets me excited because i like games that uh feel alive that you can kind of lose yourself in and uh yeah really cool uh arthur can shave at his tent in camp going clean shaven keeping a full beard and anything between he can trim the different areas of his face chin cheeks sideburns so they're short medium and long which is you know kind of adds to the last thing it's cool that there's going to be that much customization when it comes to uh your, your facial hair and your hair in general. Um, it's really exciting. Uh, it'll be really cool to see. They kind of did that a little bit in Grand Theft Auto V, but this sounds a lot more robust, which is really cool. Um, and yeah, number three, to change his hairstyle, Arthur will need to visit a barber in town. Sounds like Grand Theft Auto V. That's cool. Um, if you don't eat and rest, Arthur will suffer from fatigue. From fatigue. Fuck, I'm talking way too fast. Um, I've heard... This is kind of polarizing because I've heard some people say they like it. Some people don't like it. And I get both sides completely. I fall into the category of liking it um, because I like games that have micro systems to have to take care of. Not to, to too much of a degree, like taking care of something. I hate doing that. But I'm sure you can't die like in Daisy from this. So it'll probably be like incentivized to eat like oh you know your your character would move a little better a little faster by like 10 percent or whatever if you eat um or sleep so i like that it'll add a quality to the game of of doing these small little tasks throughout the day that'll make arthur feel like a real character real person and uh it's really exciting to me uh arthur will visibly lose or gain weight depending on how much uh food he eats which is fucking 
awesome. I'm really excited about that. Uh, again, this game is sounding so far beyond um, anything Rockstar has done. They've been slowly building like these real worlds in their games, and this game sounds like they're that's that's the direction they're going. They're no longer making these like goofy games with weird names for vehicles and all these like dick jokes constantly. They're still there, but the they are really pushing the tech and uh, and and the immersion of these worlds. Uh, Rockstar, in my opinion, is leading um, in in the immersive world department. And being able to change your weight based off what you're eating is awesome. There's already people on Twitter saying they're going to make Arthur fat, which is, uh, which will be really cool to see. Uh, number six, bodies of downed enemies are marked as an X on the minimap, so you can go back and loot their corpses, which is pretty typical, but good to know. Similarly, number seven, uh, killed animals are marked with a paw print on the minimap, which is also good to know. Kind of reminds me of like Far Cry or something. Number eight, fellow gang members will also loot downed bodies, so move fast or they'll bogart all the extra cash and ammo. This one's kind of interesting because everybody who plays the game ever is going to want all the loot. Makes sense. You're like, I want all the loot. I'm playing this game. I want all the loot. Fucking me too. Um, but the immersive factor of, of your gang doing things that you're also doing will make them feel alive. And I think that's really fucking cool. And it'll create situations where you're able to tell stories that your friends can't you're going to run into situations where it's like oh man fucking i got into this firefight all this shit happened that didn't happen to you but happened to me and then fucking i went to go grab this stuff and asshole ran over and got it first and we got into an altercation over it like what games can you really say that to outside of like again if you're playing a game like daisy uh and those are real people that you're playing with. So playing with NPCs that are going to have more nuance to them uh, will add to the experience, which is, I, I think is really cool. Uh, number nine, if you lose a hat or weapon, it will reappear on your horse's saddle. If you lose your saddle, it will reappear at a stable, which is cool. I like the idea that you can even lose your hat or weapon, which it's crazy you can lose your weapon. Um, I like it. It would really suck if you couldn't get it back. Um, but again, I wouldn't mind so much just cause you know, that would make it feel more real, but to avoid that and, and people feeling griefed, I guess, uh, it is good that essentially there's a respawn on it, which is, which is good to know. Um, so it, it's, it's a good middle ground between full immersion and gameplay and just having fun. Uh, number 10, if you lose your hat, it will also reappear, uh, or appear as an icon on the mini map which is interesting that uh, you got a GPS on that fucker. Uh, 11, you can wear animal carcasses as a hat, which, you know, no one asked for it, but very fucking cool. I, I think that's awesome that you're going to be able to wear that. It's going to really add to the, the, the aesthetic. Um, I'm excited to wear a raccoon hat. Uh, number 12, outfits are customizable to an insane degree. Their words, insane degree. You can choose to have your pants tucked into your boot or not, or sleeves rolled up or not, for instance, which is awesome. Um, I love customization. I love being able to choose the way my character looks. It's really good in Grand Theft Auto V. It's actually pretty robust, so this is only going to be better. But the idea that you're going to be able to modify stuff you're already wearing in different ways will just add more depth to how everybody's characters look. Uh, especially if you got a fat Arthur versus a skinny Arthur or full bearded Arthur versus a shaven Arthur or mullet Arthur and a fucking bowl cut Arthur. I hope there's a bowl cut Arthur. Um, and then, yeah, you got the bowl cut with the glasses on and tucked in pants, tucked in shirt, fucking rolled up sleeves, pocket protector. That, 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 that would be ridiculous looking. Um, let's see. Uh, 13, weapons get dirty and clogged up over time, or if you get them wet, so you'll need to clean them to get the best performance. This is cool. I know people are probably not going to like this too much because this will add a detriment to combat, but I actually am weird and liked in Far Cry 2 that your weapons could jam. So uh, it, it adds an, a depth to when you're in the middle of a firefight and something happens. It changes things. You go, oh shit, now I have to adapt. And I love that shit. I love games where I have to think. I, You know, a game where you're just holding down the trigger and shooting shit. It, uh, it becomes a blur after a while. So those individual instances of things happening will create a better experience. Uh, unless they're generally bad. 
um, you know, then obviously you're going to fucking hate this game. Uh, 14, similar, similarly, your horse will get covered in mud over time, which slows it down and will need grooming, though a horse can be cleaned by riding it through a body of water, a body of water, or a rainstorm, which is awesome. Um, it's kind of amazing that your horse uh, will also have detriments to its overall ability to do anything uh, through certain things because... They already made an emphasis early on that you're going to have a relationship with your horse or horses. And uh, so this will not only add a reason to go, oh, I'm going to clean the horse today. Oh, who's a good horse? You know, so many people are going to be into that. And other people are like, I don't give a fuck about my horse. Now, you, you know, you got to because like in real life, you'd have to. If your horse was just sitting there just minging the whole time, um, you know, it's overall health would suck. And you just have a shitty horse. And who the hell wants a shitty horse? No one. Uh, Jeremy, I'm talking to you. I know, I know you, you like them horses. Um, Arthur's comments, number 15, Arthur's comments will, while grooming or soothing his horse will change depending on the sex of the horse, which is a cool little detail. Something that I wouldn't expect from anybody except for a rock star, uh, a naughty dog, you know, or, or one of those companies that goes way the fuck out of their way to do every little thing possible to make the game, um, immersive number 16 if arthur is covered in mud or blood mud or blood the reaction you'll get from those around you will be different than if you were clean which is a cool system um some of the stuff i've read about this game already does sound like uh i'm gonna be saying the word immersion a lot or immersive but uh you know, a game like Grand Theft Auto V, you have all these people walking around doing individual things and reading the newspaper, drinking their coffee, dropping that shit and running when people start shooting. And it adds to, like, the whole uh, feeling of, of, you know, things being alive or whatever. But uh, when people start reacting to you on passive things, again, that's changing the experience. I went into this town during this mission. You went into this town during this mission. You fucking cleaned up. Because you have some some fucking dignity. I came in there smelling like a piece of shit and fucking looking like an asshole. And people people treated me as such. And uh, that'll change, you know, the dynamic of, of uh, experiences, which is really cool. Um, 17. Snow on Arthur's clothing will eventually melt. Mud will harden and wipe away. Blood will dry. So, snow will eventually melt. Mud harden. Wipe away. Blood will dry. That's, again, another little detail that no one asked for, but everybody's going to fucking love it because it's just going to add just more to it. I really like the idea of blood drying. It was it was kind of amazing uh, when, when you start first seeing games where you get shot and you see blood where you got shot at. Not just blood because you got hit in this general area, but like where you got shot, blood hit. And you could, some games you can see it actually spread through the clothes and shit. That it will dry and probably leave red or at least some kind of you know brown there. Um is really cool. It's gonna it's gonna add to the whole thing. I'm gonna say that a lot. Uh, I I love it. And uh, the snow melting, mud hardening, it's really cool. They're putting a lot of work into the mechanical aspects of this engine. 18. If you hold the trackpad to turn on the cinematic camera, you can set a waypoint and hold X, and your horse will automatically make its way to the destination, or you can move around of your own accord. If you hold the trackpad and turn the cinematic camera, so probably how in like Grand Theft Auto V you can turn on the cinematic camera to get those cool angles when you're driving a car or whatever, or test how far you can drive while the camera's changing constantly and you're going like 160. Uh, it sounds like you're going to be able to do that in this, which is kind of cool, especially nowadays when you can like easily record video or upload it uh, to whatever you do. Uh, it'll be cool to see what people do with that. But it sounds like you're going to be able to look in a direction and tell your horse where to go, which is really neat. And we'll kind of take away from that, like, whoa, fuck, it's hard to to um, control uh, this. So pretty cool. I don't know if I fully understand that, but I think I get the gist. Uh, 19, you can switch camera angles uh, while in cinematic view, which is good to know. I think Grand Theft Auto 5 also had a button you could go through. 20, if you're riding with other gang members, hold X in cinematic mode ensures you ride as a pack at the same pace as them which is awesome. I like games that allow you to kind of like, um, like in a space game, be able to like lock on to someone and keep pace with them. I think they did that in, um, oh shit. Freelancer. I think that's the name of the game. Let me know in the comments below if you, if, if that sounds like a game that, that, uh, exists, but, um, 
But yeah, you can like lock on with them to keep pace and then you can break off or whatever. So stuff like that's always really cool, really convenient, something that you don't need, but it's quality of life. Uh, 21, you can choose what position you ride in when you're in a group. Uh, people with high egos won't want to be in the front. They're going to be like, I'm the leader. I'm the best. People who are smart are going to be in the back or in the middle. So when people start shooting, you're not getting hit. So... That's cool that you can even choose. Uh, 22 Dutch rides an albino horse with blue eyes. An albino horse with blue eyes. So it's extra albino because it doesn't have red eyes. Very interesting. Uh, 23 Composer Woody Jackson. Love the name. Uh, returns to create the music of Red Dead Redemption 2. There are 192 separate pieces of score, not including ambient themes. Wow, that's fucking crazy. Um 192 separate pieces of score. So, again, uh, might not be thinking about it, but the immersive factor is there again because if you have 192 different pieces of score, that means it's going to be changing probably dynamically based off what's going on, which means you're going to get a lot of different scenarios playing out with a lot of different scores playing to what's happening, which is going to be fucking awesome. Um, I love games with dynamic scores that that kind of change as things are uh, going on. Um and this is including ambient themes, which is uh, typically a big part of the score because a lot of times when you're in town, you see like a whoa, whoa, like fucking something basic happening. Um, so that's that's really impressive. They're really they're going. Just tells me they're going all fucking out in this game, uh, which I expect from Rockstar. They don't. They make their games when they want. They release them when they want, and. They're fucking huge. Uh, 24, as Arthur's Deadeye skill develops, he'll be able to target critical hit areas such as enemies' vital organs. This is also useful for getting clean kills when hunting. Um, this is very cool. I like... Deadeye's been around since Red Dead Revolver, and um, it's cool that this is going to allow you to develop that skill. So I'm assuming maybe when you first have it, you are able to shoot at everybody and probably hit them all. But uh, as it like it's higher you'll probably actually kill these guys um a lot more efficiently because anything i've been noticing with rockstar games is they've been really pushing ragdoll but also ai with ragdoll you'll see people fall and grab for things and then ragdoll and shit like that so i I see a future where uh enemies are not going to die instantly they might still have something in them to try and fight back even when you shoot them. So uh, it'll be really interesting to see how that plays out. Tap R2 to rapidly is number 25. Tap R2 rapidly to fire from the hip, which proves handy in if you're ambushed, which is awesome. Um, I love that uh, because sometimes you'll get in a situation like I'm, I'm a dude who likes um, fully automatic weapons and like an FPS, like SMGs. I like fire rate uh, in close quarters. Uh, so the idea of Obviously, you got a revolver and you're going to aim and shoot, blah, blah, blah. But if you're like up close and someone pulls a gun on you, before you even have to aim, it's awesome that you can just go bop, 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 bop and just fucking shoot into them. So I, I really like that. Uh, 26, if you double tap L1, Arthur puts his gun away with a flourish, which I'm assuming, like in a lot of games, you hold L1, you'll probably have a wheel. If you tap L1, you probably put your gun away. And I'm assuming when you double tap it, he'll like do a spin and holster or something like that, which would be really fucking cool. But. I'm speculating. 27, hold up on the D-pad while aiming, and Arthur will fire a warning shot in the air, which can be used to attract the attention of other characters or startle an animal he's hunting. Or maybe uh, if someone's running from you, uh, it'll let them know you're willing to pull your gun on them or something. This is cool. Um, I, I don't know how much I'll be using it, but unless the game really pushes it, like, oh, make sure when you're hunting animals, draw them out of the bushes with the fucking gun, but I don't want to be doing it every time I go out. Um, but it's cool. Uh, it's just another little thing that that is part of your you know, tool belt of, of things you can do. 28, Arthur dynamically shields his eyes just before dynamite goes off, as some should, uh, because it's bright, it's loud, and it throws things. Uh, so that's that's cool. Uh, 29, horses dynamically poop, or poop dynamically. Uh, as to the immersion. That, I mean, that's, that's, that's cool. Uh, 30, the entire game can be played in first-person mode, which is fucking crazy, considering that was something they added to Grand Theft Auto V, and I don't necessarily think it's the way you should play it the first time, but it's definitely a cool way to experience the game, and this will probably, you know, they learned a lot of lessons from it, so they'll probably... Uh, 
give it more justice to make it more viable in this game. And if it launches with it, that's that's awesome. Obviously, whoever wrote all this shit saw this. So I don't think they would have just go and went like, well, I'm pretty sure they're going to do that unless somebody told them. But I feel like this is stuff they saw. Um, but very cool. 31, the HUD is customizable, so you can remove the mini-map and other on-screen cues if you desire, which is awesome. This is something that's pretty typical in a lot of PC games, so it's nothing new, but to see them even allowing you freedom to do things in the options is awesome. If you want to have a fully immersive experience and don't want to see the HUD, you feel comfortable enough with the game, you don't want that shit anymore, that's really cool. Um, especially, you know, the mini-map. Maybe you want to play it like the actual fucking wild west and you want to you want to fucking look at the map every time uh you try and find your way around and not just see it uh or know where the enemies are so that's cool 32 pause the game or press down on the d-pad and the current time and temperature is displayed which is awesome it even has you know it's a rockstar game so day night cycle it's cool uh but temperature displayed is interesting too because i believe temperature affects you in this game but we'll get to there probably I think I heard about that. 33, Arthur can swim, but not very well, which is uh, good to know, but also kind of a good warning if he doesn't do it well. Uh, there are lots of weapon crafting options. So far, we've seen Molotovs, known as fire bottles, split point bullets, and improved ammo for guns, as well as improved fire and small game arrows for a bow, uh, which is really dope. Um you know, in, in games like this, I ex just expect more weapons. You get money, you buy a new weapon. To see that there's upgrades um, in crafting options, that's, that's fucking huge. That's going to add time investment, something to work towards, progression, which is taking it into the RPG territory, which is very cool. 35, you can customize weapons at the gunsmith. Upgrades include longer, longer and rifled barrels. For improved iron sights, plus you can add etchings, engravings uh, to both the metal casing and the handle of the weapon, which is fucking awesome. You can customize your guns like that. Um, whew, this game is... Uh, it's games like this that really fucking make you know basic games less viable for a $60 price point. Because you're getting all of this, plus an online component, for $60. And other people will charge you that for, like, a platformer. It's, it's fucking crazy. 36. Items can be purchased at general stores by walking around and picking them up off shelves. Inversion. Uh, but there's also a catalog here, too. The Sears and Roebuck-esque catalog sits on the counter you can zoom in on every article full page ad and read it the gunsmith also has one of these with hundreds of words written about every item hundreds of words written about every item wow it's fucking crazy immersion 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 that is insane i really like that for the people who want to like live in the wild west or whatever um you can walk around the store and pick shit up. That's really fucking cool. Not needed at all. Very cool. But they kind of did that in Grand Theft Auto V too. When you bought clothes, you'd walk around and, and some of them had the same options of clothes, but you could still have to walk up to the racks, which I really liked because, you know, you're playing the game, you drove somewhere, you park your car, it's a nice car, you don't want to fuck it, fuck it up. You get out, you go in the store, you're looking around for shit to buy. Like it, it adds nuance to the game that, that, Almost all games don't have. Sounds like they're going further with it. But then they also have the catalog for people who just want to get in there and get the fuck out. They're playing a video game. They don't give a shit about that stuff. Really cool. Uh, let's see. 37, visit the stable to customize your horse, switching out its saddle, blanket, stirrups, reins, and saddle horn. Uh, you can also change the style of its mane and tail, making it short, medium, or long, adding braids, or even changing the, to dreadlocks. You can customize everything in this fucking game. That's crazy. This is going to be one of those games that's like, okay, I probably get some dislikes for this and maybe some potential unsubs, but it is insane to me that Bethesda was once the king of like the open world genre and RPGs and they've gotten left so fucking far behind by like CD Projekt Red and now Rockstar. Like this is insane. The amount of shit you're going to be able to do in this open world. This is where we should be in 2018 when it comes to open world games. So hopefully... To add some some optimism, Bethesda brings it with their new games because it's been a while. But uh, yeah, not to bring them up, like to talk shit. But I just anytime I think about this, I'm just like, 
these games should fucking exist and they're making it, but like where the fuck's everybody else at when it comes to this? Um, 38, you can store horses and stables in case you need a backup horse because dot, 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 39, if your horse dies, it's gone. They're not like cars in GTA 5 that can be resurrected via an insurance claim, which I know some people probably won't like that. I really love it because it adds uh, weight to situations. Uh, you get in a firefight, you don't want your horse to fucking die, so maybe you'll stop it somewhere else and go in without it. Um, it adds investment, and plus... With them talking about uh, having relationships with your horses, it will even add to that because it'll suck if you get your horse to whatever point in a relationship where, like, you know, um, whatever you get for that uh, and you lose it. There's there's cost, which is awesome. Uh, it'll make you slow down and play the game a little more methodically, which I am always a fan of. 40. You can tell your horse to flee uh, when it's in a precarious situation to try to spare its life, which is awesome. Kind of like what I was saying. Um, I, it's awesome. There's even a feature to be like, get the fuck out of here because you know, you don't, you want to lose the horse. Um, I like it. Uh, 41, your choice of clothing has an impact on the game. Uh, you'll need to wrap up warm when the temperature drops and shed layers when it gets unbearably hot, which is something I kind of mentioned before I, I'd heard that, which is also another thing where people are kind of upset about that. I've heard a couple people not too happy because it's a little too immersive. I like it, but I like survival games, so it, it makes sense to me. But that will be hopefully not too detrimental to you, but uh, just to make sure everybody likes it. But I like it. Even if it killed you, I wouldn't care. Um, although it's a game you can just respawn, so it wouldn't matter. When I said your choice of clothing has an impact, I thought for a second they were talking like cyberpunk, like people are going to treat you differently. For two, loot that Arthur discovers will sometimes be split between him and the camp. Uh, which kind of adds to, you know, people in your camp are going to be looting things too. So it kind of makes sense. Uh, it's going to really suck though if you get something really cool and it gets split up. I'm sure you'll keep all weapons and shit that you get. Um, 43, a red wanted bar flashes on screen when you attract the attention of the law. The color drains away as the heat dies down. So typical rock star. 44, putting on a bandana during the crime, a crime, and then taking it off afterwards makes the wanted meter drop faster, providing you're out of the search radius that's kind of cool because that means if you're planning to commit crime you can preemptively put that bandana on to make your escape easier i like that it adds planning to this uh or maybe you are already in a situation where you're committing a crime and you're able to get around a corner maybe you can put it on then and then do all the shit you need to do to get the fuck out of there and then take it off after i don't know if that'll work but that's cool i like it um, just adds more layers to uh, everything you can do. 45, you can pay off your own bounty by visiting the nearest post office during the day, which is cool. Um, I mean, it kind of makes sense. 46, there's a uh, Victrola at camp. A certain NPC and certain NPC companions will serenade you with song. I am uh, ignorant on what a Victrola is, so let me know in the comments or I'll just Google it. But uh, that's cool. That just adds more character to the game. 47, NPCs uh, all have individual facial animations and the AI's reactions to Arthur's behavior will be more nuanced than the fight or flight mentality of Grand Theft Auto V's pedestrians. That's interesting. I, me I mentioned that kind of earlier. You know, people are walking around doing their activities. You shoot a gun. Everybody's like, oh my God, and they run away. It's really cool to see they all have individual facial animations. Um, and it's cool that they're putting more work into an AI in the game because I'm a big fan of... Uh, advanced scripts with uh, NPCs. Uh, one game I always go back to when I think about it, and it's been out forever now, but uh, the original Fear uh, had probably one of the best uh, scripted AIs I've seen in an FPS because the characters or the guys you're fighting would try and kill you, try and flank you, uh, stay back a little bit, rush in after you, and if you start narrowing them down, some of them would run away. And it added a lot of fucking situations. Um, so this, you know, right up my alley. This is this is something I missed from Fear. And that was so long ago. And we still don't have a whole lot of games that do advanced AI uh, with NPCs. So I can't wait to see this. And I know Rockstar's going to nail it because Grand Theft Auto V's AI was fucking insane. Um, 48, the Wild West isn't a period known for great dental hygiene. And the denizens of Red Dead reflect that. Uh, good for accuracy. Um, as a, as a fucking, uh, ex-smoker, 
and coffee drinker. I, I feel it. Um, 49, if you leave the bodies of animals where you killed them, they will attract scavengers. Carcasses will decompose over time. Carcasses decomposing over time is really interesting, so that implies that the carcasses will stay there, which is kind of crazy on it, like a memory basis, um, unless it's streaming and they load in when you come into the area. That's just tech bullshit. But um, immersion, add to the immersion, it's really cool. And uh, I like that the bodies will um, attract animals. Um and scavengers, it's vague, but I'm assuming it's talking about people who are going to try and steal shit. But also scavengers could just be like fucking animals too. But it kind of separates the two. So very cool. Uh, 50 possums play possum. They pretend to be dead when threats, including Arthur, are nearby. Really small detail. Very fucking cool. Uh, if they're thinking like that, they're thinking about a lot of little things, and that's awesome. 51, if you get a bounty on your head in a town and then clear your name by paying the said bounty, townspeople will still remember any trouble you caused and comment on it when you return, which is cool because if you're a person who likes to play, I mean, you're you're going to be a bad guy here, but if you're someone who likes to be like more like altruistic in games, you might think about how you handle situations differently, knowing that even though you can fix things legally, you might come back to town and they're like, that guy's a dickhead. I hate this dude. He Every time he shows up, people get killed and he's a piece of shit and he starts problems. It's very it's very cool that there's going to be a lasting impression. I, that's something I can't really think of a whole lot of games that have done, if any. I can't think of any right now. Uh, unless it's you know, part of the storyline that played out. 52, if a thunderstorm strikes, your horse will get visibly agitated, which is awesome. Uh, 53, the bond with your horse is important. Increasing the bond with your horse unlocks tricks such as rearing, skid, turns, and dressage. Dressage. I don't know what the fuck that is because I don't ride horses. I never have. Um, that's very cool. That's, God, there's way too much to this game. It's insane. It's fucking insane. Um, that you're going to be able to level up your horse essentially and get skills and perks with them is, is awesome. That's That adds to that investment of like, I don't want to lose my horse. If it fucking dies, I got to start this over again. Very cool. Uh, 54, the stronger your bond with your horse, the less skittish it will be in high stress scenarios, which is awesome, such as in a gunfight or under threat from a bear. Those fucking bears, they're evil. Poor horse. Um, no, it's awesome. That's awesome. Again, investment. 55, if you haven't got a good relationship with a horse, watch out when walking behind them. They are likely to kick which is also really cool. Again, this adds more to the immersion, but it's also like a negative factor. Like you're not doing a good enough job if your horse is kicking you in the fucking head. So uh, I, I like that. It's awesome. Uh, the, I think the worst thing that could ever happen is if your horse dynamically shits, dynamically kicks you in the fucking head, knocks your hat off and your gun, and then you got to come back to the horse to get your shit. That's a big insult because it's going to respond on him anyway. And he's the one that kicked it off. What a dickhead. Fuck you, horse. Um, 56. You can buy tickets to ride trains from post office, from the post office. Riding the train is a form of fast travel, but you'll leave your horse behind. Again, this sounds super immersive. I really dig it. I like that when you get on the horse, or not horse, when you get on the train, your horse doesn't just go like, oh, I'm going to go run and disappear and then come back when you whistle. Like You need to go put it in the stable. It adds a sense of uh, that you're there, that this is a world that you're living in, that this, you know, there are rules and consequences. You can't just leave your fucking horse in the middle of town because someone's going to take it. Um, so that's pretty cool. And I also like that it has a fast travel system, but it's tangible. It's a fucking train. That's, that's really cool. Uh, 57. Then again, you can also hijack and drive trains by galloping alongside them and jumping aboard, which is also really cool. Especially if you think about a situation like you're running from the authorities, you steal someone's horse and you're riding. It's not a horse you're worried about losing. You jump onto the fucking train and just drive that bitch into the sunset. Very cool. Uh, it's awesome. You can drive the thing. Uh, 58, if you shoot an animal with a bullet rather than an arrow, it'll fetch lower price at the town butcher than a clean kill, which is cool. Makes you think about your shots. Makes you think about there's an incentive there to taking your time with a bow and arrow versus just fucking blasting the thing. Uh, reminds me of Far Cry, though. Far Cry has a system similar to that. Uh, probably not nearly as detailed as that, but um, but it, if you unload on a fucking animal with a machine gun versus a bow and arrow, uh, you get rewarded for it. Um, 
for the boner. 59, as you skin an animal, you can see where the exit wounds are, which is a really cool detail. 60, Arthur's jacket will be left bloodied if he carries a skinned animal on his shoulders, and your horse's rear will be smeared. Your horse's rear will be smeared with blood, uh, too, after delivering your kills to the butcher, which is cool. Um, hunting and, and cutting up an animal is a messy process. Not that you need to see the fucking horrors of that, but it is really neat that like in that process, you're going out hunting or whatever there, there's small elements of like, that's, that's kind of what you're doing today. You're going to go out, you're going to find that animal, you're going to kill it. You're going to fucking cut it up and you're going to put it on you to carry, you're going to put on your horse. Everything's going to get bloody and gross. And then you're probably going to need to clean yourself afterwards after you sell the fucking shit. Like it's just, it adds to the whole nuance of existing in this world. It's a small thing, but it will matter because if you don't clean your clothes after you went hunting, everybody's going to be like, that guy is fucking disgusting. He goes out in the woods. He likes to cut up animals and then he wears their fucking blood like some kind of crazy piece of shit. Fuck Arthur. And he's getting fat because he's killing too many animals and he's eating them all. But his face is nice and smooth because he, he shaved it. Um, that could be your story. I hope it's not. Uh, Arthur can look at his reflection in the mirror and will comment on what he sees, which is crazy. That's awesome. Um, especially if he follows the the storyline I, I set out for him. Uh, 62, you can buy newspapers, which will cover events that occur throughout the story, which is cool. Uh, 63, the game is packed with subtle visual effects like heat haze from a pair of gelding tongs causing the character standing behind it to shimmer condensation from the breath of humans and horses in the snow and the soft glow of superheated bullet impacts from lead slamming against an armored train carriage um this is all really cool to hear stuff i would expect from rockstar but specifically the superheated bullet impacts is really neat because yeah when you shoot metal with something that's metal that's flying at that speed to get that sense of with that, with the sound effects, with explosions and shit, it's just going to make a really visceral uh, experience. 64, snow indents and shapes dynamically change or dynamically shapes are dynamically around your and everyone else's steps, including horses. Horses with larger legs and hooves will leave wider trails than skinnier legged horses, which is cool. Um, something I would expect, but it's good to know that it's not just actively changing the snow but it's actually forming it based off what's walking through a lot of games have systems that are super impressive that will uh just open up area when you walk through them through the snow which adds that trail effect but knowing that you know even on a practical sense you could track something easier if you realize like you're supposed to be hunting foxes or something you're gonna know that that's not a bear that went this way based off of the trail so i mean that's that's awesome uh 65, snow will accumulate naturally in places that have been trodden over. Snow will also fall off trees. That's fucking next level. Snow will accumulate naturally in places that have been trodden over. What? And snow will fall from trees. People might not be excited about that, but that's insane to me. (laughs) They, that... You know how much memory and shit that would take? Processing power to constantly be refilling areas with snow and having snow fall from trees when it should just be stationary? Like you already... Whatever. That's that's awesome. 66, Arthur has dirt under his fingernails. Good good to know. I Unless it can get removed when you clean yourself, that'd be interesting if it's dynamic, but... He's just dirty. I mean, it's it's a dirty fucking world. 67, you can pat dogs. That's good. That's a good thing to know. Those dogs won't bark at you again if you see them because they know they're a good pupper. It's important to let them know. That's why they bark at you. They're like, am I, am I a good pupper? Am I good? And you're like, yeah, motherfucker, you're good. Chill. Like, all right, good. We're good. Everything's awesome. 68, some missions will take you far up into the mountains where you are literally above the cloud line, a.k.a. the game's weather system. It's very cool to know that there is a weather system and that weather system goes to a certain height Um, because, again, it's an immersive thing, but it'll be a really cool experience to be going up into the mountains, go through the clouds just like in real life uh, if you live in a place that has higher elevations, and then, uh, you know, be above the clouds. It's a really cool thing to see in real life. It'll be a really cool thing to see um, in a game. Uh, 69. 
Health and stamina bars have an inner core that determines how fast your bars refill. An inner core. I don't know. I mean, that's it's good to know, I guess. I don't that, that doesn't it's kind of vague. Uh, 70, you can shoot off someone's hat and then steal it. Enemies can shoot your hat off, which is cool. I like the physics. I'm a huge uh, physics dude with uh, with ragdolling and, and being able to pick up stuff in games. So that's really cool to hear. I think it's interesting. You shoot someone's hat off and steal it. So like, what are you fucking up in a hill and you snipe the thing off? The guy's like, whoa, my hat fell off. And then you come running down the hill and you take it or you walk up to someone and go, I want your hat. And you go bop and fucking shoot it off. Because any other situation, I assume you're killing the dude. Unless they're just saying you can shoot the hat off and you can steal them. Which is kind of cool to be able to just be like, this is my hat now, motherfucker. Especially if it's a cool uh, raccoon hat. Enemies can shoot your hat off too, which is also cool to... I like that your hat has physics. It, it'll add to like, you're getting shot at and your hat flies off but you haven't taken damage. Like, you haven't taken damage. It would... It's gonna make you know, like, holy shit! Like, I'm getting, I'm getting really fucking close to getting shot in the head right now. So that's a, uh, that's something I want to avoid. Uh, 71 kill cams are impacted by your honor. If you play honorably, the camera on the kill replay will focus on Arthur. If you're dishonorable, it'll focus on the kill and represent it in a way more intense way. Uh, the less honor you have, the less visible Arthur will be in the background of the camera view. What kill cam are we talking about here? I mean, I can speculate all day on what that means. Is that for multiplayer or is that like in some games when you kill like the last dude of an area, it'll like show the guy die in slow-mo or something like that. Maybe that's what they're talking about, which would be kind of cool to see. Like if you're being more honorable, it makes you look better than if you're a piece of shit. It's like, oh, look at all these people you fucking murdered. I don't know. Let me know in the comments if you know, uh, if you can clarify that for me. 72, the honor system is intricate and the most obvious honorable versus dishonorable choices won't always be apparent. Killing an O'Driscoll, one of the rival gang members, won't be considered dishonorable, but if you escalate the conversation before killing them, it will be. So if they come at you and you fucking kill them in self-defense versus if you go up and be like, hey, I fucked your mom, and they're like, fuck you, and then you kill them, it doesn't pay to be a troll. Uh, 73, Arthur physically moves dead bodies and reaches into their pockets to loot them, which the moving dead body thing is cool. Physically, it's weird they're saying that because I don't know how you don't physically move dead bodies. You just fucking use your Wild West telepathy and fucking lift them or what? So that that's cool. Um, wonder if their blood, their blood will get on you. But uh, reaching into pockets to loot them is insane. Most games, like, off-camera, you'll see them reach down and hear sound effects of, like, a pocket. Or you'll see, like, them just reach down and then you get an item. Or you'll just hit a button and it goes, you got loot. So that he's actively actually getting in there is insane. I'm really curious on how that's going to look. But it's Rockstar. It's not going to look bad. 74, an eagle eye system is used to track and hunt animals. Activating it will also show the scent coming off your body, which animals can catch wind of to track you that's awesome the eagle eye thing i'm just like yeah whatever that's not a lot of games but the scent coming off of you i wonder if that's affected by catch wind of you to track you i wonder if wind will affect that and, and like move that should that be that'd be next level kind of cool if you could be affected by that as well because some animals smell like shit uh 75 moving your cursor around the world map invokes a wind sound to indicate your movement it's good i'm glad it's good sound design. 76, you can shoot a horse to knock an enemy off its back, which is something that I would expect uh, given the last game. But it's good to know it is making a comeback. 77, thanks to the fact that the game set before a time, light pollution became an issue. The sky is riddled with stars and clusters of stars. It looks like a genuine array of galaxies when you look up at night. I'm sure it is gorgeous, and I'm glad that they are detailing the sky because it's actually something, it's a very small thing that does not affect my opinion of a game ever, but a lot of times I look at the sky and I see how they did it. Is it just like a skybox that's stationary? Is it like a fucking picture that's slowly moving? Is it actual 3D rendered clouds moving and they actually create shadows? Uh, it's something I think about a lot. So whenever I look up, I'm like, oh, wow, they did an amazing job. Well, those clouds look really good. Oh, wow, those clouds look like shit. Oh, it's just a stagnant, sitting still picture, whatever. Um, so, you know, I'm glad that they looked up and they're like, wow, this looks really, really fucking, really pretty. Uh, pretty cool. 
78, your camp runs on a schedule in the morning. Your gang members might walk out of their tents in their long johns. People will sleep at night and gather around for food calls, which is cool. Immersion again uh, adds life to the camp. These guys are looting their own loot. Um, they're going to be killing people. They're going to be riding in formation with you. They're going to be doing their jobs and doing all the shit they do during the day and night. So it's just adding to the characteristics of, of the experience, which is awesome. And lastly, 79, just like with strangers you meet around the world, you can antagonize your own crew members at camp. But if you do, other camp members will take notice and comment on it in the future. Kind of like what they're saying with the whole come into towns, do shit, and people are going to be like, that guy's a dickhead. I wish that dickhead wouldn't come around these parts anymore. Or they're like, I like that dickhead. I like that he stirs things up. I'm bored all the time because we don't have fucking internet or TV. I can't watch shit. I can't watch Westworld. It's my favorite show because it's kind of like this, but it's kind of sci-fi as well. Um, so, yeah, it's cool that uh, that you're, you, you can have the same effects to your camp. It's interesting you'll be able to antagonize people in your camp because those people are you know, part of the story, people you're going to have to have relationships with and play with. So if you're causing problems there, it's a really interesting thing. Um, all in all, this game is sounding next level though, like fucking crazy next level. Um, I'm or I was already excited for it. And it, here's the funny thing watching all the video. I'm like, it looks amazing. Check. Looks like it plays amazing. Check. Rockstar. Check. Uh, it's coming out soon. Check. All excited. I'm excited for all that shit. But this list, all the stuff I just read, I'm going to say like 70% of that shit I wasn't expecting. That's insane. And I kind of wish I could have learned that through different means and not just people telling me like this. But if this is all true, which I'm pretty sure it is because people aren't calling this a leak anymore, I'm really excited. This this game is going to be something you're going to be playing for a while. I mean, like... It already was going to be in like playing the storyline, exploring shit, shooting people, clearing out camps or whatever that you'd expect from an open world game. But all the small things, like you're going to be able to play this game passively, like just doing whatever the fuck you want, which is awesome. Um, we don't have enough games like that anymore. So, uh, and this is going to up the bar. I mean, like between this and Cyberpunk, I don't know how the fuck anybody else is going to make games like this. They're going to have to spend six years trying to fucking create something even slightly similar to this and they'll probably lose funding by the time they, they get towards that five or six year mark. So it's just, it's just crazy how high they're raising that bar. So, uh, yeah, let me know in the comments though. What do you think about the 79 amazing little details of Red Dead Redemption 2? Which ones are your favorites? Which ones don't you like? If there's any you don't like and why don't you like them? Which ones do you love? Uh, are you excited for this game? Are you picking this game up? I know you are. Um, and yeah, let me know everything you're thinking about when it comes to Red Dead Redemption 2. What's something that you might know about the game that I don't know? Let me know. Uh, so let's jump into some videos that I'm going to react to real fast. going to try and keep this quick, even though I say that and I never mean it. Because we're already at fucking 50 minutes. Well, this might as well be a tasty cast. Um, anyway, so the first video I'm going to be watching is the TGS 2018 trailer for Devil May Cry 5. Now, this is something that if you watch the channel regularly, you'll know this. But if you're new here, blah, blah, blah. Um, I'm not the biggest fan of Devil May Cry. I think they're fine, but I just never got into them. Like I played all of them when I was younger, but just never really hooked me. Uh, so far, I'm thinking this game looks pretty cool. So I am kind of excited to see what they show here. I know it's going to be probably off the wall crazy. Uh, graphically, the game's looking fantastic. So, but uh, but yeah, I'm I'm excited to uh, I'm excited that they're even fucking making a uh, within that storyline Devil May Cry because I know a lot of people really wanted that and they're getting it. So it's awesome. So let's jump into it. Capcom. Very spooky. Wow, he's front and center in this trailer. Devil may cry. I got a gig. Cash up front. It is a good looking game. This I like. The water needs turning on and those toilets need flushing. The mocap's good too. Oh, she's back, huh? Whoa, you are the infamous Dante. My grandmother is his Nell Goldstein. 
What if you dye your hair so fucking you can look a little different? With white hair you can make you can have any color. This looks fucking dope. So ridiculous. surreal it's coming out March so not that far away it looks cool um, I, I keep talking about the graphics I'm just really impressed with how it looks but one thing I, I, I'm really noticing here is it's amazing that in 2018 taking as long a break as they did with Devil May Cry they have managed to make it look completely modern uh, make it look awesome looks like it plays awesome but it looks like it has very much the fucking exact soul that Devil May Cry had had. It looks like it's literally it, what it should be. So it's awesome they were able to maintain everything that made Devil May Cry uh, even after that break. So I'm really, really happy that we are just getting exactly what the fuck it should be. Um, it looks cool, though. I I kind of want to go back and play the other ones and see if I can get some kind of like interest in the story of these games because I remember when Devil May Cry 4 came out, a lot of people were saying that... Uh, that it was awesome, and even back then I was like, mm, maybe I should check it out, because um, I never played that one either. I played f the first three, I believe. Um, but uh, but yeah, looks cool. Let me know everything you're thinking about when it comes to Devil May Cry Five. Are you excited for this? You're gonna pick it up? Do you not give a shit about Devil May Cry? Uh, what do you think about the uh, motorcycle? weapon that's fucking crazy and uh how'd you like this trailer i think this is actually the best trailer they've shown so far so uh next video is project judge gameplay trailer tgs 2018 i don't know what the fuck this game is at all um aside from i believe it's being made by the same guys who made yakuza let me know in the comments if i'm wrong on that um so and those guys seems like they're kind of uh popping off since uh the success of yakuza zero um, and six. So it's good to see because those guys have been making those games for a long time and they've been successful in Japan, but they finally are getting attention here, which is great. And now we got that fist of the North North star game coming out. And if this is them, I might be saying all this for no reason. Uh, they're, they're making this now too. So that's really cool to see that kind of growth. Um, all right, let's, uh, hop into it. This is a very Japanese game. Kizukarena, Whenever I'm walking down the alleyway and I hear something, I look back and I see a guy behind a pole looking at me. I'm just like, eh, he's alright. Get that motherfucker, he's dressed like an idiot. Damn, he, he is cruising. 
predator hit him? Shoot his hat off and steal it. Damn, son. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's definitely got to be them. This guy fucks. Nunchucks? Damn, that Dracula. This almost reminds me of one of those, like, adventure games on 3D or... What the fuck were those on? Phoenix Jones and that detective game. Kind of like that and, um... What kind of drone is that? It looks like Garbage Sun, get a Mavic 2. Um, looks like that meets like Hitman and obviously Yakuza. Well, that's kind of cool. It even differentiates different types of shots. A lot of games. I'm playing Spider Man right now and. You have to take pictures of stuff, which is cool, but it doesn't matter how you take them. At least as far as I know. Let me know in the comments if I'm wrong on that. But wait, there's more. Of course, there's mini games. Damn, son. Coming soon to the west. So it's already out? Um, surprisingly, that looks awesome. Um, I kind of want to get that. So hopefully we get a release date, but I like that it's taking elements of the Yakuza series without needing the investments. It's starting from somewhere um, different. Uh, I like that it maintains the minigames that Yakuza has, because that's one thing that like Josh always talks about, is the minigames um, of Yakuza. The fighting looks really good. Um, I like the the slower pace, like investigation, doing social stuff. Like it, this this game just kind of screams to me like a lot of stuff of like the Dreamcast era and PS2 era uh, games that you got to uh, do a little bit of this, a little bit of that, and had like just kind of fun systems. So. I'm excited for it. I actually think I'll pick this up because it looks really fun, which is weird because it's a fucking detective game, but it's cool. Uh, let me know in the comments what you think about Project Judge. Is there anything I need to know about the game? It's, they actually laid it out pretty clear um, in that trailer. They did a good job with that. Um, and uh, yeah, uh, are you interested in it? Are you not interested in it? You're like, fuck that game. I hate detectives. Let me know. Uh, next video is Project Awakening Cinematic Trailer TGS 2018. Um, and yeah, whatever the fuck that is. Cinematic Trailer, that's not very exciting, but it's a game I don't know. So let's do it. War. War never changes. Fuck was that? time for we wolves of war to awaken fix your eyes forward lest you overlook the trace really like the visual style of the game the ground, lest you lose the trail this is like a dark souls type game
looks good, but this, well, no, that's gameplay. That's fucking dope. The way he's swinging that sword. Wow, this is really good looking. like Dark Souls meets uh, Monster Hunter. Is this where Deep Down went? Ugh. This looks sick. Um, that's definitely one I'm going to be keeping an eye on. That looks really cool. I really like the visual style of it. The combat looked awesome. The animations look awesome. I love the tone of it. Um, yeah, in the comments deep down, is that you? Yeah, I, I remember that game, uh, that them showing it off a while back. I was like, what is that fucking, like a Dark Souls clone? And uh, that's what that reminds me of is deep down. So it'd be really interesting if that's where it went or this could be a completely different project. Either way, this looks fucking cool. I'm, I'm. It's really sad. I already know this game's probably going to be really good just from that short little uh, snippet. But uh, let me know everything you're thinking about when it comes to Project Awakening. Uh, do you know anything about it that I should know? Let me know in the comments. Um, and is not, are you sick of games like this? You're like, dude, fucking, I'm sick of fighting big monsters and having to worry about dying in games. I just want to play fucking pachinko machines. Let me know in the comments. Uh, last video we're going to watch is the Death Stranding official TGS 2018 trailer. Uh, says Troy Baker, so apparently he's in the game, um, which is no surprise, but very cool to know. Uh, it's only a minute long, so it's going to be very short, but uh, I, I'm i very excited. Uh, Hideo Kojima is like my favorite game developer, so uh, Metal Gear Solid, love Metal Gear Solid. Uh, so I'm very, very hyped on Death Stranding, even though I don't know what the fuck's going on, but I have theories. Um, and yeah, really stoked. Let's do it. Not start five seconds into it. All right. Looks like it just starts. So he has a person on his back. Holy shit. All you got to do to make it out alive is not getting That's probably the most impressive thing I've seen so far from the game. Um Oh my god. Okay. Uh First off, I don't know what the fuck's going on in this game. <laughs> it's very fucking cool looking though. Um it's really interesting to see a different scenario playing out where uh, Norman Reedus has someone on his back, which is interesting whoever that is. Um Troy Baker Sounds awesome. I love the look of his character, but it's Hideo Kojima. All the characters are going to look as cool as fucking possible. But the thing he made, what the fuck was that? That thing was dope looking. And like the animations of everything moving independently and the face. <laughs> oh, God, that was really fucking cool. Again, though, every time I watch these trailers, I'm just more confused. But I'm just looking at the visuals. I'm like, it's so fucking cool looking. I really want to know how the gameplay is going to be like. Obviously, he's talking about, like, avoiding that thing and not getting seen. So, uh, we know there's going to be stealth elements to a certain degree, which makes sense. Um, very cool, though. I, I can't wait. I can't wait for a trailer to get to just start from this point to that point, show what gameplay is going to be like. Because the last trailer showed, showed him walking around, which is cool. But, uh, but I need something uh, fucking juicy to fucking... 
uh, stick my teeth into with this game. Um, very excited though, and looks amazing. Troy Baker's gonna do awesome. He's one of the best in the fucking industry. Um, and yeah, that monster was dope. I, I'm babbling at this point. So let me know in the comments what do you think about Death Stranding's official TGS 2018 trailer? Uh, anything in that that I missed? It's very possible. It's only a minute long, but a lot happened in that minute. Um, getting theories on what this game's about. I think it has to do with interdimensional stuff because it makes a lot of sense in the sense that uh, he's not seeing things, but they can interact with him, but they don't see him as well. So it's really interesting. Uh, there's, there's, I'm not getting into it, but, uh, let me know everything you're thinking about this. Uh, let me know things I should know about this. Um, I'm going to rewatch it as soon as possible. Cause I'm just still kind of blown away by that. And, uh, that's going to do it for this episode of TLG reacts, which should be a tasty cast, but it's just me and fucking, uh, thank Chevy for joining us in his best cloud, um, attire. Uh, I forgot that was even there this whole time. Um, but yeah, uh, like and subscribe if you enjoy this episode. Make sure to check out our other episodes and check us out on Tumblr, Twitter, and Facebook at Tasty Loot Gaming. Uh, check out my streams on Twitch at Tasty Senpai. All one word. Hit the notification button to know when I go live. And uh, yeah, we're on Discord. Link down below if you want to talk to us anytime, all the time. We actually had a really good conversation today in the Discord, which was very uh, refreshing. Um, went everywhere. Talked about ulsters, where the fuck that, that food is. I need to try. Um, Podcast platforms, iTunes, Spotify, other ones. We have like nine of them down below if you want to listen to us. And if you're listening to us and you want to watch us, come to Taste Loot Gaming on YouTube and watch. But my name's Seth. Until the next episode, which should be Taste Tuesday, hopefully we will have uh, a schedule and things figured out by then. Otherwise, it might be me again. Um, until then, have a good one, guys. And uh, take it easy.